Hey, Wes. Hey, Brian. What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, I am doing uh, great, <laughs> I think. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that one, but so far, so good, man. Uh, busy day, but uh, fun day. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of busy days. Uh, and in all fairness, I'm not really a fan of fun days either. So, <laughs> um, you got you, dude, you're celebrating a birthday over there today, right? I am celebrating a birthday. My daughter, Isabel, is 15 and uh, super <laughs> proud of her and uh, having a great time over here. Happy birthday, Isabel. Happy birthday, Isabel. And I have to, and I have to tell you guys, uh, so please, everybody in the chat, wish Isabel a happy birthday. Make, make her know that she is loved. Uh, I have to say that it blew my fucking mind uh just before the show here but <laughs> Wes told me he had a 15 year old i it was like it really put things in perspective uh so uh happy birthday isabel also happy birthday riggedy roggedy the game cat uh it's also that young man's birthday today too uh if anybody else has a birthday throw it into the chat we love you guys so much guys let's <laughs> do, let's start the show i think we have so much stuff to talk about <laughs> let's do it This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on PSVR Without Parole, 6 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, is that right? Yeah, Eastern. It's always Eastern. I've never lived anywhere else other than Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time. You know what? I don't know why I'm still talking, especially with my co-host here, Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. Thank you so much for joining us today, Wes. How you doing, man? I am uh, doing well, I think. Like I said, my head's kind of spinning. I've been doing three things at once for about the last three days. Uh, but we're here. We're on time. We're with. Uh, we're among friends. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we better be among friends, man, because uh, if we're not, I don't know. <laughs> Things could go horribly wrong today, uh, very possibly anyway. Uh, guys, a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure that if you're not a member of our Discord, click the link in the description below and join us over there. That's where this party happens 24-7. Although the party's been a little sparse, might I say. Um, I've been a little out of it. Haven't been around as much as I'd like. Um, oh, right. Paul Powell. Excellent point. It's... it's it, Wait. You know, he, I was going to say it's West Day or West Nest Day or whatever we're deciding on that. But he yeah, says, you kind of missed that one, man. You... Ha Happy Brian Nest Day. Yeah, we'll get to it, man. We'll 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 get into a we'll get into a routine soon enough, right? I think it took me and Dave and AJ and whatever years to get into a routine, uh, and and have our and have our things. Uh, but yeah, Happy West Day. Um, also, don't forget uh, if you want to support the support us over on patreoncom games. Uh, <laughs> please, uh, for just three dollars a month, you can get your name on that scroll down below. You can also get access to uh patreon exclusive content for five dollars or more uh and, and i don't know man that, that that's all i got i'm, I'm a terrible self-promoter you still uh you still doing the uh the litter box is litter, still a thing litter box is not still a thing um it, it's i don't i don't really know what happened to it i think it was me and jeremy for a while like even after all the other co-hosts kind of fizzled out um and uh, but right now we're doing right now I'm doing AMAs uh, once a month, just like hangout sessions where we shoot the shit and talk. And, I, and it feels very litter box like for anybody who's new to the new to the channel. Uh, the litter box was 
uh, sort of like our real world confessionals where, where we just talk to the camera, sometimes multiple uh, hosts sitting together, sometimes just one on one with the camera. Uh, and we just told a story about our lives. And it's very real world confessional. Um, and so it feels very much like that when I do the AMAs, because I just like, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm an open book, I don't have anything to hide. Uh, and I'm just, uh, I mean, I probably should have things to hide, but I just fucking tell everybody any, everything anyway. Um, so it feels like that. But I would like to bring the litter box back. And, uh, and we, but we are bringing back why we love episodes, um, for the $5 or nice. more Patreon tiers, uh, because people said they, people said they love that show, but not, not if a lot of people watched it. And so, uh, so I, you know, if you really do love, love it and you want to, uh, you want to bring the thing back, then, then vote with your wallets, man. Maybe we always say vote with your wallets when it comes to gaming. Also vote with your wallets when it comes to YouTube. If you want it, you want it. If you don't, that's cool, man. Plenty of content for you for free. I don't mind at all. <sighs> Wes, uh, for, uh, what? for what it's worth, uh, for what it's worth, I really love the the why why we love episodes. It was one of my favorite series on your channel uh, because let's be honest, you know, a lot of the very best titles on PlayStation VR are the older titles from those those years, uh, you know, 2017, 2018, 2016, even. Uh, so I always love seeing you guys revisit those titles and talking about them again. So, nice, uh, well, cool, cool that you're bringing that back. Well, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to have a permanent co-host on that. I feel like I'm going to be like kind of picking and choosing depending on the game. We're going to do like once a, one a month for the time being. Uh, Wes, if there's any game that you want to take a nice long look back at and do a and do a Why We Love episode with me, then, uh, dude, you pick you pick the game and the time, and, and I'll be there for sure. All right, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna go do ten hours on Here They Lie, which is interesting because the game is only about five to six hours. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but we're uh, no, no, we I won't make you do Here They Lie. We'll save that one for October, but uh, I'm sure I'll come up with something good. Oh no, you won't be making me do Here They Lie. That's for sure, man. If I could, <laughs> I'll sit down and talk about where Here They Lie, and apparently all my weird perversions because that that always sinks into the conversation at the same time. Uh, for sure. Wes, I got to ask you, man, what everybody in the chat is talking about your your appearance about you look like you're going for some kind of job or like your, your haircut. Did, did you get a haircut? And I'm, and I'm just not not observant. Uh, I did get a haircut, but I think that really what people are noticing is that I'm not wearing a hat today where I, I think the other two times I, that I've been on uh, on uh, Gamescast, I had a hat on and uh, I do have a button up shirt on, although it is it's a Slayer shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Not the type of thing you wear to a job interview. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the job, I suppose. I guess so. Right? If you're applying like for a job be, uh... without parole, then maybe you wore the right shirt. <laughs> to, uh, sorry, spoilers. Spoilers, he already got the job. <laughs> um, Wes, what's going on? I, I, fucking, I'm just feeling feeling very laid back, and I don't I don't want to even like get into the news right now. I'm just having one of those days where it's like I'd, I'd rather just hang out and shoot the shit than actually talk about important things. What's what's happening over on Virtual Strangers this week, man? I, I know you had a video drop yesterday. That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, we did our third episode of On Location, and for those of you who don't know what On Location is, it's a pre-recorded series where we invite our friends from around the industry. Around the industry, so far it's just been uh, you know people from game studios. Uh, we invite them to meet us in VR, so that's kind of the hook is that it's not a like a straight interview where everyone sits down in front of a camera and feels very uncomfortable. Instead, we go into VR, we play some games for a little while, and then when everybody's nice and relaxed, we try to trick them into revealing things that they're not supposed to tell us. <laughs> but uh, that typically doesn't go that way, or when it does, obviously we can't show it. Uh, but we, uh, we went into Rec Room, 
as I talked about a, a little bit last week with uh, Jimmy Bowers from In Dreams, and uh, we played the rise of Jumbotron, and um, I did put a call out to the cats and to the people in my own community to give us some user-created stuff to check out as well, and Brian, nobody put forward anything. I didn't have one suggestion, so we <laughs> uh, we went in and did this this horror thing called uh, the tale of the Wendigo or something. Yeah. And uh, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> so thanks a lot guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to, I, I know you guys can't quite see what's going on below this, uh, but, but there's a cat right here <laughs> and, and she's basically on the keyboard. <laughs> and so the whole time I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm trying, I was going to download your video and put, put it up on the screen. I was going to put a rec room trailer up on the screen while you're talking about that rise of the jumbotron. I think has a trailer. I was going to, Yep, and uh, oh, and, and here she is. Uh, hello, how you doing? Look, show everybody. There you are. Yep, and uh, and I just couldn't access the keyboard, so Astrobot for the entire conversation. Um, cool. I mean, people in your people in your community must be excited that Fract is coming to PC, right? Oh, dude, they're they're uh, ecstatic because I mean, th there's this dynamic going on in our community, and we have clicks, right? We have like PSVR click, we have PCVR click, we have Quest click, and um, yeah, I mean, this has kind of been one of those things. Whenever PSVR gets a, a great exclusive, uh, PCVR tries to start tearing it down, right? Like, ah, it's only three hours. We didn't want to play it anyway. And then when it comes to PC, all of a sudden, ah. hooray! <laughs> and uh, the really cool thing about Frat coming to PC is that it's coming, uh, you know, you know, it is, it's a lot to ask $30 for a, such a short campaign. Right. Uh, but it is coming to Viport Infinity on day one, which is a subscription service. So anyone who's subscribed to uh, Infinity is going to get to play it for free the day that it launches, which is pretty awesome. Nice. Nice. Well, that seems to be a pretty decent deal. Um, and also the other thing, the, the thing, I, I, I know it's only tangentially related to PSBR because it was originally a PSBR game. But I do feel like this, I, I the biggest complaint about Fract. Uh, is obviously the length. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely feels like repetitive even that in that short amount of time. But I think if it was like a five or six hour game, like people would have been okay with that. They would have been much happier paying the, the price tag. And so knowing that this is sort of out of Sony's hands at this point, being like, okay, well, we've released a grip. You know, we may, may have paid for, you know, some of the production of this game or some of the development of this game. But now that it's like sort of just like back in End Dream's hands completely, you got to kind of wonder, and, and, and I'm going to assume the answer on this is no, but you got to kind of wonder like if, if maybe they'll revisit it and like and do some DLC for it, do you think that's way beyond um, the possibilities? We did bro we did broach that topic, and uh, no, that's not happening, not happening. Um, for, for various reasons. Um, first of all, the same way that that Sony largely financed the development of this game, mm -hmm. I can't say much, but there are parties that largely developed the port of this game. Okay. okay? Um, secondly, and we've talked about this. I don't know if you have. But on our, our community in years past, whenever we've been talking about the subject of Resident Evil 7 coming to PC, uh, we've kind of broached this topic of the Sony contracts and how there's a parity clause mm -hmm. in them so that you can't bring, uh, like, like if Resident Evil 7 were to come to PC, uh, it would have to be largely equivalent to the PlayStation version. Well, the same is true here with Fract. So they're bringing Fract to PC but they really wouldn't be able to do anything with it over here that they haven't done over there. Uh, so pretty much, you know, development of this game is 
is done. Now, that does that mean that we won't see a sequel? No, it doesn't. And whenever I've tried to kind of get into this whole DLC discussion with Jimmy, uh, he just keeps pointing out to me just how many new things that they have that they're working on right now. Yeah. And uh, Fract is just not one of them. It's just, it's a finished thing at this point. Listen, I loved Fract, um, you know, despite all of its downfalls. I, I loved it. I thought the art design was amazing. The soundtrack, the the skiing, everything. There's so many great things about Fract. Um, but even if they were like, hey, we've got this two hour piece of DLC, you know, and it's, and it's here, we're charging you 10 bucks for it or something along those lines. I'm just be like, I'm, I'm ready to kind of move on uh, and see what else they have. Um, it's like Fract was... Dude. Fract was good. We needed it when it came out. We really needed an exclusive. We needed something to be excited about on PlayStation VR. It already served its purpose. And I think the time for anything, you know, anything more with Fract is, is past. Um, so, so that's fine with me. I, you know, it does sound like they've got multiple next gen, uh, next gen VR games in development. And, uh, this is a studio we'll be keeping a close eye on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, who was it? Someone in the chat, um, asked me a moment ago, Doug, did it, does it work? And I assume he's talking about uh, when I said, yeah, Vargosoft. Vargosoft says, Wes, does it work? And I guess he's he means, does it work when I try to get these guys guard down <laughs> and get yeah. them to share things? Uh, it does, actually, to an extent. Now, yeah. um, Jimmy did share a great, a great deal of things with me yesterday, Frack being one of them. Obviously, we knew Frack was coming to PC Sunday night. There were other things, things that are happening very soon that he shared with me. Uh, that I can't talk about, obviously. But then there's a lot of things that he didn't share with me. And uh, the majority of that being PSVR 2 stuff. Although uh, I did, he did let me know that they're, they're doing a lot more with PSVR 2 than I even thought. Mm. Like I, I made the mistake of uh, saying that they had confirmed two PSVR 2 titles in current development. And he was very quick to tell me that they never said two. They just said more than one. And uh, so they've got a lot going on in Dreams. Uh, they're they're constantly restructuring over there, mm -hmm. and um, and I, I, you probably learn more about that over the next few days. Uh, but it's an exciting time, and they're a studio to keep uh, keep an eye on. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing to to kind of be in the loop and be talking to these developers and community managers and everybody else um, on the regular. Uh, but it also means that like you and me, like our heads are just filled with shit that we can't talk about sometimes, which is like sort of like super disappointing. It's like sometimes I'd rather just like, like be surprised by the announcement when it happens um, and just be like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Instead for like two weeks, you just have to go, I can't tell anyone anything. <laughs> and it finally comes out like you breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> so I understand man, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's one of the uh, the first world first world problems that we just have to kind of deal with, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. People get so mad too when I like allude to things or hint at things, and they're like, "Just tell us, why aren't you telling us?" And I'm like, "Trust me, I want to tell you so badly." Um, but one of the things we can talk about <laughs> is that Stride got an update yesterday. Uh, Stride on PlayStation VR, and uh, and it said performance updates uh, on the on the patch notes. And so I jumped in today, and I will tell you uh, everything that you need to know and that it plays exactly the fucking same that it did prior to this. <laughs> it looks exactly the fucking same as it did prior to this. And, uh, and and I don't know what they updated, but I didn't see any of it. It still stutters when you climb. Uh, the, the graphics are still, or the environments are still, like, on the blurry-ish side. Um, you know, it's it, it plays fine. You get you, you don't notice these things while you're playing, but... 
uh, I, I like these are the things that need to be improved if you're gonna if you're gonna patch your game. Uh, and I didn't see it. So, Wes, the reason I bring this up because I mean, obviously, at the moment it feels very much like a non-news story. Hey, Stride got an update, and nothing's different. The reason I'm bringing it up is because. I had I played a little bit of Mortal Blitz yesterday um, in preparation for my uh, my episode one games that never got an episode two video, and I jumped into Mortal Blitz and it was so crystal clear and it played perfectly and everything moved super fast and fluid and everything just looked amazing. Mortal Blitz is a game that's like what 2017, 2018? I don't even remember when it came out on PSVR, but it's just it's so weird to me that I look back at these games that were like, you know, mostly well-received when they came out, but somehow they look better today than games that are coming out today on PlayStation VR. And it just it just feels weird to me. I, I think there was a certain length of time on PlayStation VR where we didn't go, oh, God, is it going to be blurry? Oh, God, is it only going to have teleportation? Right? It's like, and somehow these problems came into play later in the life cycle, all the games that came out at launch were like super high res and, and not blurry at all. Uh, and then eventually that just became like this way to get around like a, a terrible port to be like, oh, well, I guess if, you know, Sony's going to be a dick about this frame rate thing, we'll just drop the resolution in half and make it work. Um, I, I mean, do, am, am I am I nuts? Is, is this is this is this am I, am I just being a revisionist or is this how it actually went down? No, I think that you're absolutely right, and and we can only speculate on why that is. Uh, I would imagine that in 2016, 2017, and maybe even early parts of 2018, that Sony was a lot more hands-on with support of PlayStation VR. And there were probably a lot more resources available to those who were developing games in the lead-up to the launch of PlayStation VR. So mm -hmm. a lot of these games in 2017 were probably had been in development since 2015, and I would imagine that there was a lot of resources available to developers during that time frame uh, because, you know, Sony at that point, they didn't know. I mean, everyone expected VR to be the next big thing and they expected VR the way it's taking off now to happen like this back then. Yeah. Uh, so I, I imagine that there was a lot more resources available to those early uh, studios and and, you know, over the last couple of years, the independent studios, the smaller studios that are getting in are just kind of have kind of having to wing it and figure things out for themselves right and then and then submit to sony and then suddenly have to wait 10 days to find out if they pass qa uh and then have it and then resubmit it if they didn't you know like in the, they just it does seem like they're sort of off on their own little island struggling uh to uh to even release a game on psvr never you know never mind make it look good or, or play good uh, they just just to get the game out at all it seems like a monumental task and <laughs> i know people are not thrilled about that at all um, hopefully, hopefully with the advent of PSVR 2 and PlayStation 5, uh, it's just things are just going to like naturally work a little bit easier, uh, especially for these indie devs who like, you know, aren't making the most visually taxing games of all time uh, and, and you know, get the hardware of the PlayStation 5 and, uh, and everything else in the PSVR 2 headset, like eye tracking and foveated rendering to kind of like make this whole process easier. Um, I just really hope, man, that like as we get closer to the PSVR 2 release, these days become just like a distant memory because I, I never want to put on the PSVR two headset and go, please don't let it be blurry. Please don't let it be blurry. <laughs> like how fucking like, how, oh, that would be the worst thing ever. You play a launch game and you're like, man, village is way blurrier than I thought it would be. Fuck this game. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you have anything to worry about there. Um, 
I don't think that they would be spending all the money to, to put 4K HDR OLED. By the way, the first of its kind, th these displays that are rumored for this thing are something like uh, a, a thousand PPI or something where previously anything over 800 was kind of un, unheard of at the mass production scale. So yeah. we're, we're talking literally about something that, that we haven't seen before in this space. I don't think that they would be bringing us this kind of hardware just to have it, you know, turn around and, and have to downsample everything uh, to it, to it's a blurry mess. I think that, um, I think the PSVR players have had to kind of uh, deal with things like this for quite some time and be overly patient. And I think that uh, the patience is about to pay off. I think that you're going to go from basically what in 2022 is a lower tier headset to the highest tier headset. Uh, and especially when you consider the kind of software support it's going to get. And then, and you're talking about, you know, what kind of support Sony gives developers in this generation, that type of thing isn't going to be as important because now standards have been established. Open XR is a thing. There's new VR integrations in unity and unreal five. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier for devs to make VR games now than it was five years ago. So, uh, I don't think that, um, that you have to worry at all about PSVR two titles being less than, uh, I think quite honestly for the next two to three years, uh, they're going to be leading the charge and, and everyone else is going to be trying to catch up. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I'm not, yeah, I mean, hopefully you're aware and everyone else is aware that like, I don't have too many concerns like on those levels when it comes to PSVR two at all. Um, just, you know, still, it would be a horrible awakening if, uh, if that was the case. Um, yeah, and I do. I, like you said, I think that they're going to be leading the charge for the next two to three years, uh, and then after that, I think I think we're going to be able to fall back a little bit um, on third-party support, just being way stronger later in the life cycle than than PSVR one had the uh, uh, because PSVR one obviously the support was dropped pretty quickly from all the uh, from the, all the AAA devs, and you know we, we had indie studios that were supporting it, but even then, eventually. The lead platform became the Quest Two, and we've getting ports later on, and everything like that. Uh, I think I think things are going to be a little bit different this time around. I think that the lead platform will be PSVR Two, even when you start seeing like bigger, uh, more powerful headsets, uh, PC kind of like. Pro the, I'm, I'm assuming the PC audience will be uh, growing uh, like exponentially next gen as more AAA VR games get out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a much much different story next time around. But Wes, speaking Absolutely. of PSVR 2, let's talk a little bit about, in pure speculation, of course, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, Retribution. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, they have not announced any platforms for the follow-up to Saints and Sinners yet, uh, but uh, from an accidental leak this morning, it seems, uh, we found out that uh, they will be revealing more about Retribution um, during the Oculus showcase, because it'll be on uh, April twentieth when when this trailer goes live. Uh, it, it seems like somebody over at Skydance accidentally scheduled a, the video, and uh, and Reddit was all over it before anything was able to get fixed. And uh, and so now we know that just like Among Us, the next information about Retribution will be coming from the Oculus showcase on the twentieth. Um, where where are you at with this man? I know that I've talked a lot about Chapter Two. Uh, and a lot of my speculation and my worries that it's just going to be kind of like the 
like the the extended DLC version of Saints and Sinners. Um, I don't think that's really going to be the case, but that is like kind of like a like a secret worry that I have. Where where are you at with this? Are, are you expecting a full fledged sequel? Are you expecting something uh, sub substantive, or are you expecting just kind of more of the same? Uh, I do expect there to be substance here. Um, I think I you know I think it's going to be somewhere in between. You, you know I don't think it's going to be a full fledged sequel in the uh, in the way where they're going to build a whole new engine for it and the game's going to look very different and play very different. Uh, just the opposite. I, I think that this game is very much going to look and play like the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I where I think it's going to be different is I think it is going to be a whole brand new story campaign with brand new maps. I, I think that there are going to be new game mechanics. There are going to be new characters. There are going to be new weapons. Uh, I think that, that they're very much building a new game inside the confines of the, the old sandbox, if you will, uh, which is fine with me. You know, in my opinion... This game is the class of VR. It's the best game in VR. And it doesn't matter what platform you're talking about, whether you're talking about PC or PlayStation or Quest, it's the best everywhere. And it might not be the best in any one category, but it's the best all-around game uh, that we have in VR. So to get another one of these, I would hope that since this is kind of like an extension more than a full-fledged sequel, I would hope that that means we're not going to have to wait very long for it. Uh, but, uh, you know, either way, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to be quite happy getting another, you know, 10 to 15 hour campaign in this world because I just love this game so much. Uh, the reason I think that you're on the right track with that assessment is that, uh, if it's going to be revealed at the, uh, the Oculus showcase, then obviously it's going to be uh, compatible with Quest 2. And I think I think Saints and Sinners Chapter 1 pushed the Quest 2 about as far as that thing's going to be pushed, um, you know, graphically and, and mechanically. And even, you know, you could see, like, if you'd, have, if you'd played multiple versions of the game, you could see how much the AI struggled on the Quest. Uh, and, you know, there were, there were frame rate hitches. And it was like it was really being pushed to its limits. And, you know, I mean, hats off to Skydance. I mean, I, I didn't play this game until it hit PSVR. And, uh, and I was blown away by the PSVR version. And then later on, uh, I played the Quest 2 version for the Aftershocks DLC, uh, because that's how they were able to get us the DLC early to, to assess that. And I was like, and I was, I was like expecting the worst. I put that headset on going, this is going to be fucking terrible. And I was like, you know, this is, this is pretty shockingly decent. Like, like it, it, it plays well enough and, and, and everything controls well enough. And, and it's the same game despite a few compromises. Um, but, be, but, but that all being said, it's being, being kind of, uh, confined by the quest two parameters. The specs means that I don't think you can really, uh, build a new game from scratch or, or like, or blow the first one out of the water in, in any substantial way. I think you're, you're sort of stuck with these confines. Um, and so if you're not going to be able to like build a brand new engine and build a brand new everything, uh, then yeah, you're going to be building uh, your new game within uh, what the first game was able to do. Uh, although I do think I'm, I'm just going out there on a limb here. I think that they've been listening. The community has been very vocal about things that we want in Saints and Sinners. And I and I think that when it comes to crafting, when it comes to possibly storytelling, when it comes to uh, possibly uh, even the scavenging, 
my hope is that they blow those out of the water and like they make and they just make all of that like 10, 10 times better, 10, 10 times more stuff to do, 10 times more stuff to find, you know, to, way more weapons, way more, uh, way more perks, way more power ups, way more everything, right? Because that was the best part of Saints and Sinners. I mean, the story was fine, but right. I, dude, I, I could have spent a hundred days in that game just scavenging and, and building up my character. And so if they just give us more of that, uh, then I'm, I think I'm going to be happy. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm the same way, um, and I do hope that they've been listening to people because, first of all, uh, the people have been very vocal about wanting co-op gameplay in in Saints oh, and yeah. Sinners. I mean, every update, you know, whether it be quality of life updates or substantial DLC, that has been the feedback. So they're very aware that people want to be able to play with their friends in this game, and I don't know if you remember, but they did a, an interview, I think, with Upload, uh, as they were leading up into the Aftershocks launch, mm -hmm. and they basically said, we hear you with the multiplayer. It's not going to come in this update or, or DLC, but this is something that we're looking at for the future. And it was kind of implied that there would be a sequel that had co-op multiplayer. So here we are. Is this that sequel? It's It's not really been all that long since they said that. So maybe it is or maybe it isn't. But that's certainly uh, one thing to keep an eye out on. Uh, the other big thing I would like to have uh, is I would like I would like the maps to be a bit more open. I mean, it was a beautiful map. You had a sense of depth with it, and it wasn't obviously linear, uh, but there were a lot of buildings that I would have liked to have been able to go in and explore. Yes. I would like to have been a little bit closer to like Fallout 4, where I can go in any building and, and scavenge, and, and maybe most of them are empty. Maybe there's zombies in this one, or maybe there's there's weapons and ammo in that one. Uh, I, I'm all about the exploration just like you. So I would like to see these maps kind of open up. And if they aren't like bigger in terms of like pure diameter, uh, I would like at least some of uh, some more of the buildings to be explorable. Yeah. Um, those are really my, my two big things on my wish list for this uh, sequel, because we already know the phys physics are going to be great. The storytelling is going to be great. Uh, it's going. It's still the class. The original is still the class of VR today, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So they can keep all that stuff relatively close to what it is right now, and uh, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. Other than double downing, doubling down on everything you said, uh, I I would also like the environments to be more diverse, uh, because despite the fact that every every one of the locations in Saints and Sinners Chapter One had its own feel a lot of them were also somewhat interchangeable. And it was like, oh, here's a bunch of buildings that look somewhat similar. Oh, this one has more fog or rain than the other one. Or this one has, oh, a gymnasium. And this one oh, has a, this, this camp, you know? Um, but, but they all kind of felt the same. And, and I was like, man, where's, you know, where's, give me, give me a, let me get, let me venture into the city. Like, let me, let me see some skyscrapers. Let me venture into, you know, like some, maybe some wooded areas and stuff where, where, where like little uh, factions of people like hang out and stuff. Um, but just a lot more diversity. Um, and I think that, that was a, that was a big complaint about mine, uh, about the first game for me. Um, it, mostly because when somebody, when, when the radio said, oh, you know, go to Bastion for this, I was like, have I been to Bastion? Wait, which one was Bastion? Like, and, and it just, none of them like really stood out because of that. I was like, oh, that's right. One has the school. Oh, right. And one has that, that, that camp uh, or whatever. But, but none of them really stood out for any, any great reason. So I, I hope we get some real diversity in the maps this time around. 
Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Uh, and really, it was the ones that had those big landmarks that did kind of stand out. Like the the one with the school and the gymnasium really stands out. Uh, the one with like the uh, the the big uh, uh, camp, if you will, mm. that uh, ha- had a bunch of uh, the. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm struggling to think of the terminology for the bad guys in this it. one. The yeah, tower. This, yeah, the tower guys were all just walking around the perimeter and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that one stands out. But largely, the the residential areas just seem, all seemed exactly the same. Right. And I don't know if this sequel, if the maps within it are are going to be really samey like it was with the last one. But what I can say is that these maps in the sequel should be vastly different from the original. And the reason why we know that is because they've already told us that this next uh, this next chapter is going to take place. In the French Quarter, old right. New Orleans, which uh, which if you're going to pick a spot in New Orleans to to base your your zombie apocalypse game, that's the best place. It's going to be beautiful architecture. Mm. It's going to be a bunch of uh, uh, of uh, old world stuff to look at. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I love stuff like that. I'm I'm looking forward to exploring that aspect of it, just based on on the fact of of where you know, set and setting of this is going to be so different than the last one. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so spoilers for anyone who didn't play aftershocks is <laughs> that's, uh, I think that was sort of the reveal at the end of that. So ta-da, we saved you some time. My bad, my bad. I didn't know that that was, uh, <laughs> I don't think it I... was in all the articles with like upload and all the stuff talking about retribution, by the way, anybody else feel nervous that this is called retribution? Because I don't know about you, but I have a pile of tutorial guy corpses that are about this high. And uh, if his people come looking for me, uh, I'm sure they're going to want some retribution. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little nervous about this, about that for, for various reasons. Um, I don't know. I could, I I feel like we could go down quite a rabbit hole, man, talking about this and, and, and speculating (laughs) more on uh, what the game will, will be about. But I, I, I just hope it, I just, I hope that it manages to recapture the feel of the original where it was like, you know, there was, there was an element of, and I, I, and this is only somewhat related to what you're talking about. Um, but like the, there were tense moments. There were really intense moments in the original game, but there was also these, just these like long sections of like, we could just, you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted to. Right. And it's like, and, and you could like, you, you could do the whole risk reward thing be like, well, I could head over there, but I, but you know, or, or I could stay over here and sort of keep myself, um, safe. Um, and so I don't know. I just, I just hope it manages to do that and doesn't like start doubling down on the action and like be like, Oh man, it's like, now it's going to be this. Now it's gonna be that. It's like, well, you know, I want that, but I need that in between time as well. This is the same, this is the same thing. Like I, I've, I have interesting views on horror movies too, that, that feel exactly like this exact same conversation where it's like, I need the downtime in horror movies as much as I need like the big over the top strobe light flashing actiony sequences. I, I, I need there to be a balance and I, and I, and I hope they strike that. So that's I, sort of what you're talking about, but sort of not. No, I was actually, I was just trying to make a joke about all the tutorial guys that I killed to be quite <laughs> honest. Uh, but uh, I, I get what you're saying. I think this, I think that with Saints and Sinners does a really good job of that because, you know, sure. Every, every time you go to sleep, there's more dead and there's less supplies. Mm. Uh, but I kind of, I kind of do feel like they let you go at your own pace. And the way I always would deal with it is I would, uh, I would spend one day progressing the story campaign and then I would just spend another day just 
exploring and scavenging and that's kind of how i uh, i dealt with that and yeah. i think we're, we, we're in for more of the same here with the uh sequel i i have to apologize man because that was a brilliant joke that i sort of just like uh stampeded <laughs> over uh, i've had i'd actually forgotten that uh i'd actually forgotten that you could just kill the tutorial guys and another one would just come up in its place and be like hey man totally forgot that that was hilarious I did that I- I did that for way too long, Brian, like 10 <laughs> minutes, 15 minutes of just laughing and killing tutorial guy. So if anybody's going to get retribution, right, mm. it's the rest of the tutorial guys. <laughs> Excellent, man. Excellent. They all come back to haunt you. They access your first game save and find out how many of them you killed. You know, that, that you say that jokingly, but the, it would be cool. Like one of the things that, that kind of let me down about the original is while they did have this kind of branching narrative and, and different ways you could go about getting to the ending, you always ended up at, at the same ending. Uh, while I, where I felt that maybe having this branching, branching path should have led you to a, a, a different path at the end of the game. Hopefully um, the story isn't so linear in the end this time. I would like for this game to kind of know who you are and where you've been hmm. and, and kind of progress in that way and allow your decisions to really have real consequence. Because if they do endless replayability, right? You could have five different saves with five different characters who have five different stories. Uh, whereas they kind of flirted with the systems that they would need to do something like that. In the end, they all just kind of had it converge in the same point and end the same, no matter what path you took. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of uh, opportunity for them there as storytellers and game designers to give us something really special here uh, with this sequel. I'm torn. I'm torn because it's it's, it's a great point. Uh, but I've always sort of said the same thing. Like uh, when when it came to when it came to games like in, uh, Infamous, where you like, oh, I can be good, I can be bad. When it came to like Fallout, and there's like the uh, the meter telling you like what kind of where you fell on the uh, on the map. It's for for me, I, I I kind of always have pivoted toward the side of just tell me one good story. Like, don't get bogged down with like telling me fifteen good stories that I'm not going to see fourteen of during my first playthrough. I was like, just you know, make make the journey a little bit longer and throw it all at me along the way um, because I'm 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 very frequently a one and done kind of guy when it comes to games. Uh, unless the game is just the greatest thing of all time, like Resident Evil Seven, which I platinumed and played through like six times, I think on the channel. Um, it's I, I'm just not going to do it. Right? I'll maybe do it twice and even with infamous where it was like a very good and very bad way to play. I, I, even, even playing through as differently as you possibly can, I still didn't feel all that different. Right. I was like, and it just felt, it feels, it feels like that kind of stuff stretches teams way too thin. I was like, so just give me one solid path that I'm really, really going to enjoy. Um, and I don't need the 15 endings, man. Just give me, just give me the one, <laughs> the one that you want me to experience. I'm okay with that. But that's yeah, a, I, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from there, uh, and I guess it would be kind of hard to advocate for for this type of game when it never really has been done well before. Which I did love Infamous. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. that's probably the very top of my list of games that I want to be in VR. Like Bioshock and Infamous are right there, one and one, neck and neck with one another. Yeah. Uh, but that aside, like I feel like you know they they give you the 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 path of saint 
or sinner in this, mm. but it really doesn't matter in the end which one you choose. And, you know, I'm not going to get off on a big tangent on how I end the game because <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I, I, I lived my life largely as a saint and ended up a sinner in the end, and I don't feel like it really mattered at all when, when it was all said and done. Uh, I would just kind of, uh, you know, if you're going to have a game like Saints and Sinners, I would like for that choice to kind of mean a little bit more. I guess that's really all I'm saying. Steve Iari in the chat says, I killed everyone. There was no mercy. I feel like I always begin, any game that gives me a choice, I always begin as the good guy and go, oh, I'm going I'm to play this the right way. And then as my brain starts to like, you know, my attention span wanes a little bit. I, I start to lose interest. I just go, well, it's going to take too much time to be nice to this guy. Let's just fucking decapitate him. And then like, and that's, and that's how I end up playing the rest of the game. So yeah, not, not a whole lot of patience uh, left in this old man. That's for sure. Uh, I feel you there. Speaking of games, I don't have patience for dude. There's a huge update today. I don't know if you saw the thumbnail <laughs> or the title of the video, uh, but no man's sky. Uh, I mean, dude, just never-ending updates for this thing. I'm so happy for everyone in the community that loves No Man's Sky, but today we get the Outlaws update. And man, I mean, by all uh, by all accounts, this is a big one. Uh, to, dude, talk to me about No Man's Sky. This, you haven't been on the channel very much. Um, let people know where you stand. Where are you at with this thing? Well, No Man's Sky was uh, something that I was very excited for when it, uh, was announced that it was going to get VR support. Uh, because I, like we just spoke about in the last segment, I love exploration. Like I love to, to one of my favorite things about VR is to be able to actually visit a, a, a physical space and explore it and experience it. And seemingly on paper, this, well, I mean, not, I mean, in, in reality, that's what No Man's Sky is. It's endless exploration, endless worlds for you to explore. Uh, so, literally, before the game even got VR support, I bought two physical copies for my uh, PlayStation and a copy on Steam uh, so that I could, you know, get the the best experience. I bought two physical copies, by the way, because we have two setups here. Okay. Two PlayStation VRs. Multiplayer, right? We do multiplayer here okay. at, at our house. Um, but uh, I tried it on PlayStation first. It, as you know, it was a blurry, horrible mess at launch, and I couldn't play it. Um, I, I played it on Steam, and it was a bit better on Steam. It was playable, uh, but the game just never really grabbed me. And, you know, I, I love exploration, and I love to take in these beautiful sites, but at the end of the day, I need a little bit more substance to the game. I need a purpose for, to be there yeah. if I'm going to spend that kind of time in a game and no man's sky never really has been able to give me that. So to be quite honest, I fell, I fell away from no man's sky. And while I do occasionally jump back in just to get a peek at it, uh, it isn't something that I play very often. Yeah. I, every time I jump in and with generally with a tour guide, like if I've got Nick with me, if I've got uh, AJ with me or whatever, uh, somebody who like really knows the ins and outs of no man's sky then I can sort of enjoy all the new things that they keep adding, right? But if I just go in there by myself, it, it's really one of those games that for me, there's just so much to remember and remembering how to craft items and the, the ingredients that you need and where to find these things that like, sometimes I get, I, I load my save and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like, what planet is this? Where, where was I going? What was the point? How do I, 
how do I make launch fuel? <laughs> like, I can't even get off this planet. And once I when I do, I'm like, where the hell am I even going? And so, so for me, yeah, I, I need I need a little bit more direction in, in my games. Um, but I also but I also need to be better at No Man's Sky. I think that that's the the real message here. I need to spend more time with it. I need to be better at it, so that when these updates actually happen. I'm not I'm not flailing around on, on the surface of some unknown planet going, how the hell do I get out of here? I can actually just go and experience like the new updates. Um, and because this update, man, seems pretty impressive. Uh, and so I, I would have absolutely loved to be able to just jump in today and gone. Oh, yeah, no, this <laughs> this new update's amazing. Um, but sadly, one of the things about without parole um, that I don't like means that I don't get to spend as much time with with certain games as I would like to. Um, let's yeah, I absolutely. Uh, I agree with you there. And I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Like, uh, we cover every update that comes to this game and there's a lot and they've added a lot of cool stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, and, and to be honest, this outlaws update, the one we're about to talk about, probably one of the coolest that I've seen. And this is the closest to something that I would want to actually play. Uh, so it is kind of sad that we can't just pick it up. I tried. I actually went in to play it today, and I th- I said, you know what, let's do it on PlayStation because uh, because obviously we're going to be talking about it on a PlayStation VR show. Uh, but then I got in there and rem- realized, oh, I have not progressed at all <laughs> on PlayStation. I haven't even. This is the first time I ever even had played it on PlayStation Five, which, by the way, so much better, so much better than it was before. Uh, but yeah, I'm nowhere near being able to find any kind of this update stuff let alone the, the one that came out today or yesterday or whenever it dropped. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you get to uh, experience uh, the game on PlayStation 5, even if you weren't able to check out the update. Um, you, you, you made it one step further than I did, unfortunately. Today was a day from hell, and, uh, and I did not even get a chance to jump in uh, to No Man's Sky at all to even try to find, uh, what was, find out what was going on here. But luckily, if you go to... Uh, nomansky.com or hellogames.com, whatever site this happens to be, I'm going to assume it's, oh, it's nomansky.com. Uh, it gives you all the list of the updates uh, and it says, uh, Outlaws introducing update 3.85, become an interstellar rebel in update 3.85. Outlaws introducing outlaw systems, the ability to recruit your own squadron of pilots, improved space combat, a stunning solar sail starship, and much more. Let's keep scrolling on down here. Solar ships are uh, a new high-tech starship class with full and diverse range of procedurally generated variations. These versatile and efficient long-range travelers come with their own unique technologies and can be found all across the universe. Uh, I need to. I think I'm on my second ship ever in No Man's Sky, and I don't know how it differs at all from my first ship. Um, outlaw stations across the galaxy, star systems have fallen under outlaw control system. Authority has been surrendered to rebel forces, leaving space unpoliced and ripe for piracy. As well as having no sentinel interceptors, outlaw systems have their own technology merchants, their own marketplace for contraband items, their own unique mission agents, and more, much more. Dude, you know what all this? You know what all this screams to me as I'm reading through it? Star Wars, dude. It's everywhere. <laughs> That's what it screams to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I, I, I think I skipped the uh, the the most obvious one. 
Um, but but what this screams to me is that people who are jumping into No Man's Sky for the first time right now, uh, who've never played No Man's Sky before and didn't like have to like, wade through all these updates and see, oh, what's new? What's new? What's new? They're in for like a fucking amazing time, right? Just to, to see all these things that have been uh, added over the last, God, was it seven years? I don't even know. And it's just, it's just... It's just just an incredible game with like so many different systems and so many different things going on now um, that like I I kind of wish that I'd never played the game before and could just dive in for the first time now. Although I mean I'm not all that far off. I've only spent like thirty or forty hours with the game, and uh, and if I started a new save, I th- that's essentially what I would be doing uh, is experiencing all this for the first time integrated into the game, just as it sort of always meant to be. Um, improved yeah, space. I mean. Please. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 Continue. no. Continue. No, I was about to get off on a five-minute <laughs> rant about what I want this game to be and what it probably will never be. Oh, no. Uh, and you're talking about what it is, so please, sir, continue. <laughs> I, I think you and I are probably on the same page. We, I think we've talked just enough about No Man's Sky for, for us to be in a similar state. AJ out there must be in his glory. Hopefully he's playing this. Hopefully he's streaming it over on PSVR Underground, uh, even as we speak. Who knows, man? Uh, but, uh, but, he, but he's the guy... Uh, that you want to watch play this game because when you watch somebody like AJ play this game that knows the ins and outs, it's a totally different experience than watching me go, "Oh wait, how do I how do I do that thing with the visor? <laughs> what button is that?" I I've in- watched uh, I've watched AJ play this a bunch, and it's the same thing every time. It's AJ running around going, "Wow!" Like he's so in love with this game, and it yep. so amazes him every time that he plays <laughs> it. I'm happy for him. Yeah. More than anything, when I see updates like this come out, because I know he's going to get another five to ten hours of wow. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I jump in, and I'm like, uh, space, space tremors. Good. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's move along. Improved space combat. The risk and reward of space combat have been rebalanced for challenge, flow, and speed. Uh, dramatic. Why, why can't I move this thing around? My cursor doesn't work anymore. Yay. Okay, well, that's always fun. You guys can struggle with me. Uh, dramatic explosions, destruction effects for ships, asteroids, freighters, and space cargo have all received an overhaul, making gunning down vessels more satisfying than ever. Uh, how long does this go on for, man? Does this, uh, this goes on for quite a while. Passing frigate fleets, gaze up from planetary surfaces to see occasional fleets of frigates thundering across the skies. Uh, in addition, the warp and, warp and engine effects of all the frigates and freighters have been overhauled for additional flare and impact. Uh, now smuggling. See why, why isn't smuggling taking a bigger headline here? Purchase contraband goods from outlaw stations, then shuttle them across regulated systems to sell for a large profit. I really like that. That you know that really adds a ton of risk and reward to this. Getting to the contraband sections of the galaxy. Uh, system authorities may now scan passing ships and probe their cargo for, Ill- for illegal goods with Sentinel interceptors primed to deal with would-be smugglers. And uh, enterprising pilots can install countermeasures in the form of. A cargo probe deflector. <laughs> this is so crazy, man. It is absolutely crazy that there's so much to this game, uh, and they just just keep adding to it. This is this is I I love everything yeah. I'm hearing though. I do. I really do. This sounds awesome to me. Uh, I just need I, I just need to get another hundred to two hundred hours in 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 this game to be able to appreciate all of it. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a grindy game type of guy. I I don't. I don't have any kind of appreciation for games that make me collect resources and maintain uh, my ability to stay alive just, you know, through collecting and grinding. That's not my sort of thing. Uh, But my biggest 
criticism of No Man's Sky <laughs> has been that the, that it's really been all about the exploration and that there really aren't many signs of civilization. Uh, so when you start talking about uh, this smuggling type stuff when there's actual missions and things that you can sell and, and, and merchants you can visit and you have to worry about being boarded and in, and inspected this all sounds a lot like the type of thing that i would enjoy playing now is it worth going through the other myriad of things that i would need to do to to get to the point where i could appreciate something like this i don't know because really i need a campaign man I need a campaign. I need somewhere in this infinite universe yep. there to be planets. These guys that are boarding me and, and inspecting and trying to bust me smuggling, I need to know what, what home planet they're going back to <laughs> so I can follow them there, right, and, and see what's going on, you know, uh, on the ground level. This is the type of stuff I want from, from No Man's Sky. And, it, and as much as they add... It doesn't seem like any of it adds up to kind of the, the kind of thing that I enjoy. I feel, yeah, all the stuff that they add, it, I think, makes everything that you do in this game so much better and so much more interesting. Um, but again, I think we're in the same boat when it comes to being like, yeah, procedural generation is great, but I want to land on a planet and have there be like a civilization, like like an actual like town where I can walk in and be like, Oh yeah, no. This is similar to something I would find on Earth. Here's 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 a store, and here's a you know here's NPCs that have something substantial to say, and, and can and can offer me side quests that like you know feel like uh, I don't know. It's, and it sounds so dumb to say I want something more of a traditional game out of a game that's anything but traditional. I, I don't think that's fair. It's just not. It's just not doing the thing that I personally want. Wouldn't it be great? If rarely, again, life in the universe is supposed to be rare and special. So wouldn't it be great in this infinite universe if rarely you find a planet that your AI tells you is inhabited by intelligent life? And at that point, you have to weigh your options. Do I visit this planet? Are they friendly? Are they evolved? Are they primitive? Mm. What's their What's their society like? What, what type of beliefs do they have? Are, are they religious you know, are they, you know, you have all these different things you would have to weigh out before you even went to the planet and visited. And these very rare planets could have all different, you know, levels of technology. Um, you know, they, they could be Stone Age people all the way up to Space Age people. And, you know, obviously, depending on where they're at, whether they're friendly or, or, or whether they're um, or, or not, uh a whole subset of missions story camp. I mean, you don't have to give me like a 20 hour story campaign, but it would be nice to have a few different things that to work through as you discover these places. That's yeah. the type of stuff that I, I feel like this is lost potential because they have the canvas here to paint a masterpiece on. Yep. And it just doesn't seem like they're moving in that direction. Now that could change. Obviously they could be working on something like this behind the scenes. I did hear that, that they're nowhere near done with it. Like they're still planning to support this for years to come. So yeah. maybe they're working on a big update like that. Uh, but that's really uh, that anytime I look at this game, I see lost potential because of what they could do with it. Right. Yeah. And, and they just don't, you know, Paradise, Paradise Decay is in the chat trying to tear us apart and being like, you guys are talking about the game the way it was two years ago. 
Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now. Probably, when I've, yeah. When I when I've stopped in and I and I've checked out each and each and every update, uh, I I haven't seen anything close to what we're talking about. Like, yes, they added a campaign, but it was like, oh, here's some beacons that deliver some text that just again drive you from one planet, one one procedural generated planet to another procedural generated planet, and they're all like, oh yeah, if you want to get out of your ship and you want to like go mine for it's minerals and shit that like you don't have, great. But like, yeah, I mean, settlements. This sure, this towns. None of it at all uh, comes close to any kind of uh, crafted game that I've played. I know I use the word crafted in, uh, opposite to procedural generation, uh, saying, you know, like these handcrafted places, these handcrafted NPCs, these handcrafted uh, quests, these handcrafted uh, residences. Uh, and, uh, and and so I, I'm with you, Wes. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen the updates and, uh, and, and sure, maybe I haven't seen all the updates because I don't have that much time on my hands. But... Yeah, it, it's not it's not doing the thing that I want, even with all the updates that say they're doing the things that I want. I, I think it's an amazing game. I don't want anyone to misread me here. Yeah, um, but yeah, but sure. that's, but that's why I'm not ever voting for it for like the best game on PSVR. Even though I, I think I did that one time. So. It's like it's like they they add these amazing things that that make it, uh, you know, even more diverse. I think it's diversity in gameplay is one of the the, the strengths of the game. But everything that they add to it, there's another another title that does that thing better, and and it's better for me. For example, this Outlaws update seems great, but I'd rather play Star Wars Squadrons, right? <laughs> like, uh, you know, crafting and exploration, sure, all that's all well and good, but to be honest, I'd rather play the Solus Project. At least that's got some kind of a story to it, um, and the weather <laughs> effects, and it does... It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm off base. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to point out that Paradise Decay updates his statement, but says, you need to play for a few hours first. I have still not found any settlements, and I have 200 hours in the game. You and I play games much differently, Paradise Decay. That, 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 I, think, yeah. I think that statement that you just posted in the chat says everything we need to know about, about No Man's Sky and how much time you need to put into to, to discover these things that you're, uh, that, that you're talking about. Um, and, uh, and that's, and that's great for some people. And if you want to spend thousands of hours in a game, uh, I just, I generally just don't, uh, I, I, I pick and choose my battles and, and I have chosen not to pick this one. Uh, I respect everybody who loves this game and enjoys all the updates. Oh, for sure. But it's just, unfortunately, it's not for me. And, and to be honest, when I was in there today, I was, I was very impressed, not only with the way it now plays and looks on PS5, but I kind of enjoyed it, you know, which is a, a bit of a change. Like, I didn't want to stop playing it when I did. I just had to because I was out of time. Uh, but, I mean, it's enjoyable for a while. It's just, it's not the type of game that I can sink the kind of time into that it it really requires to really be into it the way that I would need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of time, Wes, it's time for you and I um, to play the Crowd favorite game. Time to play the feud. Play the feud, Brian. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I'm the host this time around for PSVR 20 questions, uh, and that means I've got a game up here, and you've got six minutes out there, and 20 questions. Yes or no questions to help Wes, guys. You really need to help Wes, right? Please help me. We we don't want anyone to ever fail on the show. We we want to see everybody succeed. We want you to guess the game, man. I'm on your side. Right? Not all the co-hosts agree about that. But let me put six minutes up on the <laughs> clock. And Wes, you got 20 questions. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be, Brian. 
don't know how I feel about that answer. Uh, you know what? I'm just, I'm a little bit nervous, so I'm going to bring up the game on the P PlayStation Store. Spoilers, it's on the PlayStation Store. Guess what? That doesn't help you at all. I just want to make sure that I have all the information that I might need at the ready. Actually, actually, I've been meaning to ask you some questions about uh, about what, the uh, the what we can select and what we can't select, but I'll save that for off day, off air and next week when right. I get a pick. Okay, excellent. Here we go. Let's do this. Six minutes and go. Uh, is this game uh, from a known IP? Yes. Okay, is this known IP from outside the world of gaming, or is it primarily... Well, I guess I have yes or no questions, right? Is this, uh, is this IP known in the world of entertainment outside of gaming? Outside of gaming, no. Okay, so this is a gaming franchise. Uh, is this game good? Yes. Yes, okay. Uh, does it support DualShock? Yes. Does it support move? No, that's five. All right, so this is a dual shot game from a known IP, a gaming IP. Um, is it? Uh, is this a game play, played primarily in third person? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say so. I, 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 this, this this question will come back to haunt us later when the game is revealed. Is this, uh, uh, does this game have vehicles in it? No. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Just because it doesn't support moves does not necessarily mean that it's DualShock only. But the fact that it is a known IP probably precludes it from aim being an aim controller game. Uh, so you said this game does not have vehicles. And no vehicles. Mostly, mostly first person, but maybe not always because of. Uh, I would I would say don't get hung up on that question. I see. Yeah. Um. Would you say? I like what you're thinking there, history. Um. Would you say that like? Art and music are a big focus uh, behind the design of this game. I would say that, yeah. Hmm. I see. And has this developer brought us other PlayStation VR games? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I, I like where you're, where you're going there, history. I think you, you might be on to something. I'm not looking in the chat, so but... I don't know what history is saying, but... Uh, okay. It, it, it from from all the sounds, man. It's like you're on the right track. Right. Um, would uh, let's see here. How can we uh, we narrow this down? The the IP that this uh, particular game is based upon uh, is it something that has spanned many iterations over many console generations? Yes, that's ten. I don't think you're going to really need the next that's ten. It. Okay, okay, very good. Um, is this something... Um, was it a PlayStation VR exclusive when it launched? Uh, yes. Is this game uh, made by Enhance? 
Yes. Was it? I, I'm, you, you, you got me tripped up on the exclusive part. I don't remember if it was exclusive when but it the, launched. If, if it is what, what, what we think it is, then, <laughs> yeah. uh, then, then, then it was an exclusive at launch, and, and then it came to other platforms later. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, was this game specifically, not this iteration of it, but specifically this game playable on uh, last-gen consoles? Like this title specifically. Last gen consoles, like wasn't like PS3, oh. PS2 maybe. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, okay. I've, do, I've, do, do you, does your character does your character have an on screen representation? Um, no. Is I was, there a character model? No. I'm worried we're going down the wrong path here. I feel like maybe I misdirected you on accident. Uh, so, so you you don't have a character. How much time do I have left, Brian? You got a minute and a half. And so, so the questions I was, uh, the question that I was I, I was unsure about was was it exclusive at launch? Um, and so I don't even like want to count that question because I'm like I, I don't think it was, but maybe it was. Um, and and then and then I think the follow up question to that was really confusing to me, where it's uh, we were asking this about this iteration well, or not well, this iteration well, well i'm moving down the path of tetris effect here mm-hmm. um and i'm trying to differentiate whether or not it's res or it's tetris effect mm-hmm. and tetris effect obviously was not on last gen consoles tetris effect is only on this generation's consoles whereas res i mean res has been around forever in its various iterations as it's always been res you know what i mean it's always been res well let me tell you that one of those games has move support and one of them does not and you already asked about move support that's right no move support so thank you um welcome i I felt bad because again i was i was confused about some of the questions so i figured maybe i'd re-guide you down the right path okay well i'm just going to go ahead and go on a limb here and ask you is this game tetris effect brian paul this game is tetris effect (laughs) Thank you. Is, I was what, confused, man. I was confused. There was like, confusion abound, but uh, was Tetris Effect a PS4 exclusive or a PSVR exclusive when it launched? Yeah, maybe not VR. But it was a PS4 exclusive. That, okay. that is, I'm almost certain of that. Okay. Maybe, maybe I don't know now. Maybe it was, maybe it was available flat on other consoles, but only in PSVR. <laughs> like the VR support. Right, the VR support was exclusive. I remember that specifically. Okay. Uh, because it, it it debuted during like a state of play. It, actually, I remember specifically uh, there was a PSVR event, and we were supposed to get like some uh, some big reveals and stuff, and everybody was just destroyed because the biggest reveal was Tetris Effect. That was like the big reveal and people were like what kind of garbage is this tetris in vr who cares yeah. about that yep and then it turned out to be like one of the best titles of the year in my opinion yeah. uh, i love tetris effect yep i think the the only thing uh the only thing that screwed it over i think was the lack of multiplayer at launch and then we ended up getting the connected update for that and uh and man it is pretty but, fucking good you know i still never played uh, the multiplayer in tetris effect i've never tried it huh I mean, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> I'm not a big there's, there's like a it's cooperative great. mode that I'm like, eh, I don't know, I don't need that. But uh, but I like I like the head to head mode. It's good stuff. 
Um, although I will say uh, the, the the Tetris game that grabbed me the most uh, had the most multiplayer ever, and that's Tetris 99 on Switch. Um, Game is Lots of people love Tetris 99. Super addictive, man. Playing against 98 other people uh, at the same time, Tetris. It's it's super chaotic, but it's one of the greatest things ever. Love it. Well, Wes, Noted. thank you so much for hanging out with me on another West Day. Um, guys, don't forget in the chat uh, to hang out over at uh, Virtual Strangers. Go subscribe to uh, Wes's channel over there and uh, and, and support them. Thank you for that, Brian. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Green Hell VR mm. and uh, Flat Demio. So Demio came to like PC, Flat PC, this uh, past week, and we're going to kind of show the differences between VR Demio and Flat Demio. Nice. That was I was like legit. Like I, my after I, I told people to check out Virtual Strangers, my brain literally blanked, and I was like, "What was the next thing I was going to say?" And I was going to say, "Wes, tell them what's happening over on your channel." And then you did. It's like you read my mind. Thank you, because the brain cells I have left are not cutting it today. So I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, guys, don't forget to. Uh, I always do this to you. I always cut Go. you off. Proceed. I do the same. This this is me. This is me. This is the host in me. <laughs> trying to come out when I'm when I'm in the co-host seat. So my apologies. Proceed, sir. I also think there's just enough of a delay where we like we we don't get the read on each other as much as we should, like as you know as we would face to face. As don't forget to join us over on Discord. Click the link in the description down below. Leave us your viewer takeover questions over there. There's uh, there are channels to ask West questions, ask me questions, ask. Dave, AJ, I mean, fucking everybody questions, man, for sure. Ask everybody questions. Uh, come hang out there. Um, and also, don't forget, I just started up the new series of 50 Hidden Gems in 50 Days. Uh, I'm going to be streaming 50 different PlayStation VR games in, over the next 50 days. Uh, as you saw, I didn't do one today. And I warned everybody yesterday that that could happen. So that means tomorrow, very likely, I'll be doing two. <laughs> so uh, that's just going to happen. That's how oh. it's going to work. Well, for what it's worth, uh, I, I rather enjoyed uh, the video that came up instead of that one. Uh, the the episode one without an episode two video I thought was uh, very entertaining, and it made me remember uh, titles that I had forgotten about. So. Nice. Yeah, uh, it, and everybody, everybody gave me enough suggestions, I think, that I could actually do an episode two. Uh, of that episode one and of course everyone made the joke that you should have promised in episode one or an episode two and then not <laughs> delivered <laughs> so oh, perfect yeah i missed out on that I could, perfect opportunity for a great joke and i missed it <sighs> all right you guys uh thank you again for hanging out uh and we will see you back here on friday with miles dyer for uh for our, our typical thought-provoking friday shows uh, but for now wes let's get out of here man and uh let me run that let me run that intro and uh thank you everybody love you hanging out thank you everybody who tipped thank you to everybody did i not you know what i think we got like one tip during the show and i still didn't give him a shout out uh <laughs> anastasios sekiris with the five euros says keep it up there we go i got it just before the end i made it also happy it. birthday to everybody out there i'm sure it's more than just the two we gave a shout out to we love you so very much let's thank do this you. bye
now, now Wes, we're still live. Okay, I want I want to be very clear. We're still live. I but, got you. But with but without the, without cueing the cat, I don't know if we're supposed to talk over the outro <laughs> or, or what we're supposed to do. Uh, we're just kind of like flying by the seat of our pants and figuring this shit out as we go. Um, so yeah, I don't well, know. Well, let, let, I uh, I was I came prepared last week. I didn't know that we were still on the air, so <laughs> I, I made it a point to remember that this week. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've just honestly, I've been kind of stuck in the mind frame where I want to uh, talk to you about the last video you made. But uh, it's the end of the show, so we can't really do that, can we? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we could, but maybe maybe later. I don't know. I'm tired. Maybe later. <laughs> We're going to figure this out, man. We're going to figure this out. We're going to figure out what West Day means on Without Parole. We're going to figure out what Miles Day means on uh, on Without Parole. But uh, but we're not quite there yet. It's gonna that, that shit will happen over time. Just like we've got just like games cast. We've got miles. We've got miles to go, Brian. Miles and miles and miles to go. That was that was terrible. You're fired. 